Off the ball. It's not like Maradona or Messi, where the ball is tied to the left foot. I always see the ball as something which is bouncing, like an obedient, happy puppy. Subscribe now to the OTB Football Podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts and download the OTB Sports app. The News Round on Off the Ball. With Gillette, in association with Movember. Effortless shave, magnificent mo. This is News Talk. All right, you're welcome along. It is Thursday's Off the Ball. Nathan with you until 10 o'clock. The festive football is coming to an end. The dart is over. Get the Christmas tree down. Mick, you've got the Christmas tree down. No, everything but. Everything but the Christmas everything tree. Everything but, yeah. The Christmas lights tree. outside gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, um, and are the lights still on the tree? The baubles still I, on if the it's, tree? It's, well, Trees. the ones that the kids haven't taken off. Yeah. Um, yeah, still there though. It's going to be, I'll take it down on Saturday morning. It's a big job, you know. We're pain. going... Went went uh, went artificial. Um, oh really? You know, yeah, oh, had to get rid of it. Well, it's just like, I suppose when you have two babies, you said like the the pines became an issue. I suppose so. Uh, what are the pines going to do to them? Well, I, I don't know. I suppose I wouldn't say that. You should have. Well, I don't. You should have paused for a moment and thought about. Are the pines a real threat? I like to my the artificial children? tree now. Actually, yeah. yeah. After I, I was always very against them, but now that I've had it for two or three years, I'm I'm, I'm very positive Rolling. about it. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're into the profit making side of it as well now because you know you probably had to pay more at first. Exactly. But now, yeah, yeah. Oh, now I'm paying your sixty yeah. quid. Yeah, I got new lights this year. though lights surprisingly expensive. Our lights went bust on the last day. That happened last year. Yeah, so I forgot but, about. But it. But that's though. actually a good thing because this is the this is the best time to buy Christmas lights because mm. they're all on sale. Is it a sort of that's time to buy Christmas clothes, Christmas presents, even everything. Yeah, yeah. Christmas out of the way early in get January. Get into town you tomorrow. Can get, you can get enjoy the year then, knowing that Christmas is sorted. Totally what are we relaxed. talking about here, Nathan? I was just thinking about I, I have to get rid of the Christmas tree now. It's a great racket, isn't it, for the GEA clubs? Seven quid to take your Christmas tree. Is that is that his seven quid? It? Yeah, it's a lot well, of cash, isn't it? Simon Tierney from Newstalk put up a video there showing you how to break now up. That's your Christmas a lot of tree effort. Put, put it in your brown that's bin. A, that's a that's a lot of just saying he's done the work for you you just have to do the physical part of the actual work Uh, so coming up tonight because it is the last of the Premier League games before the FA Cup weekend god damn it uh, we are going to bring you full live commentary of Chelsea against Manchester City people like you have ruined the FA Cup it's it's not really the FA Cup was just ruined by Manchester United third round weekend brilliant Ah, that was one time get over it like Third round weekend used to be one of the great weekends, but yeah. was it not because it was one of the few weekends again where we saw live football and maybe more than one match at a weekend? Maybe it was, yeah. I don't know. I was saying it to Arthur earlier, though. There's something sort of still nice about it's like it's so wintry at like, you know, when the third round is played. It's like that half five game on a Saturday evening or something just always feels particularly kind of like romantically wintry and third round, even though we watch a game at half five on a Saturday every week. One of the problems with the FA Cup third round is that the TV companies now, because it's generally not on Sky, they just want to show the big teams. So even if there is a potential giant killing, it's not on the yeah, live match yeah. coverage. So they'll just, just show skin. the dull Premier League game between Wolves and somebody else that nobody yep. really wants but to But sometimes watch. they're not dull. Like Everton and United this weekend, I think, is a perfect FA Cup third round game. It should be like That's the big game of the weekend. You build up to Lampard saves his job. Can you save your job in the FA Cup? You well, can lose your job. Going on a run, surely. Like, when was the last great FA Cup giant killing? Five to one. Let's bring Richie in on this. I was Richie. Say, was more like good evening. Uh, I, like I'm thinking Stevenage uh, Borough. Yeah, Stevenage Borough Forest did pull off a couple. I know they're a Premier League side now, but last year's run by them yeah. where they 
knocked out Arsenal, knocked out Leicester, and then gave Liverpool a decent rattle as well. Like that was that was great stuff. And I think all those games were really entertaining. I think they were all, all three of them were on TV. Um, certainly, you kind of have to dig a little bit deeper, but. I don't know, it still has it for me. I think, Nathan, you're speaking from the position that I would be speaking from as well, to a degree, which is producing a Sunday show that's like five, six hours long and usually has <laughs> four hours of Premier League coverage in the middle of it and trying to, you know, once a month during the winter, fill that uh, space. Yeah, yeah uh, that's thank, what I think. Thank you, I, panels. That's yeah. exactly what it is. It's just he's got this sort of like, uh, he just can't get rid of this feeling that he had for years when he was producing the Sunday show that FA Cup equals bad. <laughs> Oh, We've been talking about it from football. We've been talking about it from mid October as to how the hell are we going to fill the six hours of <laughs> FA Cup Sunday? Uh, but even book like, panel, book panel, Forest last like Forest last year, like nobody except you can remember that. No, I do. Even be. like Leeds beating Manchester. Stuff. You know, I'm talking Jermaine like Beckford. Juliano Grazioli. That's Stevenage when they're like having to build a stand two days beforehand, and the players are building the, the stand, yeah. and the pitch is terrible and it's dark. Mm. It's beautiful. Spurs like we, played a game in what looked like a five-a-side place there. You know, like the like the UCD hockey pitches kind of that play, you play five-a-side on. Spurs played a game there a couple of years Newport. ago. Was Potter, that not against Newport? Was that was, was Potter Gavin playing in that game? That was down yeah, in Newport. Yeah. Maybe, Newport yeah. Game, yeah. It was all nets and stuff. It was yeah. <laughs> a strange experience watching that live on TV. Anyways, it's on this weekend. Yeah, anyway, but before that, though, we've got Chelsea and Man City. We're in also playing in the FA Cup this weekend. <laughs> they are, yeah. Uh, we, we From have, my defence uh, of the FA Cup, I haven't done my research. We have Chelsea-Manchester City coming up at 8 o'clock. Um, yeah, that's, a, that's a boring third round, toy, to your point. That's like, you know, they're the big teams playing. It's not going to matter as much as the Premier League game. I actually agree with you on that regard. Whereas I think, I think Everton, Everton United is the perfect, I think, is the perfect third round, toy. Who are Villa playing? Stevenage. Ah, oh, there we go. The great Daryl Horgan. Is he playing with them? Daryl Horgan just joined them today. Yeah, not oh, making okay. the return to Dundalk. As had been speculated. Uh, so this this is an interesting game because obviously Arsenal missed the chance to potentially go ten points clear, but Manchester City aren't playing that well. Like they were, I thought they were really average against Everton Everton obviously put it up to them and showed a bit of fight and resilience that they haven't shown all season but it was the first time somebody really got at Erling Haaland and maybe it's a one-off it could be just one game and he still scored a goal and they probably should have won that game but it was the first time we've seen him proper angry De Bruyne didn't look himself and this is obviously repeated the Champions League final from last year I commentated on Chelsea against Forest at the weekend it was without question the worst Chelsea performance I have ever seen mm. tactically the most inept Chelsea performance I have ever seen what's going on there because I when, when Potter started I thought that he was I thought he was doing an interesting thing in that he wasn't panicking he was using his squad he was trying out different formations he was trying out different players I was actually really impressed That I thought that showed a lot of composure and calm and you know, faith in his own ability that he would find that he would like learn on learn what he had at his disposal over time. But actually it's got worse since then and it's got it's got it to the point now where it's a calamity and I just I actually didn't expect that with Potter, you know, and it's just some some clubs just invite this kind of thing and you're almost in a no win situation with them and Well Sunday it was feels like you're in that position. The, the issue with, with the game on Sunday against Nottingham Forest was how negative their approach to the game was. And the reason Potter got this gig was because he brought a Brighton side who were an average group to new heights, playing a good style of football, never scored as many goals as they should have. But like watching Kukurea on Sunday, at least twice in the first half, he got the ball down the left wing with loads of space in front of him. And he literally has the flowing hair to run down that left wing, as we've seen him do time and time again. Checks back, 
plays this unbelievably risky 40, 50 yard ball back to the centre halves yeah. on both occasions. And that was their game plan was give it to Thiago Silva and Koulibaly and let them be our playmakers. And like Nottingham Forest were 1-0 down. They're there for the taking. They're conceding a huge amount of goals. And Chelsea never pushed on or looked like they had the confidence right. to push on at all. And part of the problem is you look at their 11 again tonight and it's a group of players who've been brought in by four or five different managers at this stage. Mm. And none of those managers are Graham Potter. So I don't know tonight yeah, whether said, they like, have a bit of resilience in them. And looking at that team, it's like it's a it's a strange side in a way. Uh, the Chelsea team, by the way, is Kepa in goals again. Aspilicueta is at right back, Kukure is at left back, Thiago Silva, Koulibaly in the centre. At midfield, Kovacic comes in alongside Zakaria, and then they're playing Ziyech, Pulisic, Sterling, and Havertz. For Mason the same Mount, players. Mason Mount is injured. Oh, good news for my fancy team. Picked them for the double week. Yeah. Uh, they're all the same players. Like they're 10. The four of them. <laughs> yeah. They are, and that's, and, yeah. well, they're, they are in terms of what they've delivered for the club so far. Which yeah, I know they're not. I know they're not. like Havertz. You could you could play as a striker, but it just feels like there's a lot of similarities in the and that that's that's what happens when you get this kind of like uh, sort of uh, hybrid collection that's been bought over by different managers with different visions. But as I said, what would worry me isn't that they're not the perfect uh, that 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 they haven't that they're not perfect yet because again that needs to be sorted over three four transfer windows, but. Uh, it's the fact that they're getting worse rather than better when he was doing all that experimenting at the start he was mm. playing all the different formations all the different players and he, he doesn't seem to have found it in fact whatever it was that they found they've actually gone backwards from and that would be a concern for Chelsea and look also how trigger happy is Bowley going to be versus Abramovich like it was uh, we'll give him time don't worry about that don't worry about that it's easy to say that when you're appointing a manager and you have that those intentions when you slip to 10th in the league it becomes very different there's a huge chance that Potter doesn't last the end of the season. Yeah, I thought before Christmas, nah, he's fine. People yeah, are so overreacting. Right, yeah. It's Chelsea. But the way they've started since and just the rumblings around the club that actually maybe this wouldn't be that crazy and the amount of money they're spending. Yeah. Like, they will expect a upturn instantly. But the fact that they signed Aubameyang, nobody wanted Aubameyang anywhere except Thomas Tuchel's like, I can, I can bring the best out of this guy. You bring him in a week later, he's gone. Yeah. Uh, and they've also their new signing Richie's uh, he's pulled off an Alan Pardew on it uh, he has indeed Chelsea today paid Monaco 38 million euro for France international centre-back Benoit Badiashile the 21 year old has signed a seven and a half year contract with the Stamford Bridge Club Badiashile made his France debut in September's Nations League game with Austria but he missed out on a World Cup spot seven and you, a half years I thought you couldn't go longer than six what EU law or something well they can oh, do what they want now. That's probably it. They can do what they want. I just go by what I like football manager rules. <laughs> <laughs> oh well then. No, but I did I did think it was I thought I thought it was basically a five year or to the end of the season on the sixth year was the rule. But obviously that might it might be a post Brexit thing that's changed that actually. I so danger danger here. Uh one of my children got an Xbox for Christmas and football manager is on the Xbox freely available oh. to player to play and I, I think I've discussed this before how I had to get my wife to physically break my football manager copy in front of me about 10 years ago <laughs> because it had got to the stage obviously working in this profession I was starting to get confused between <laughs> what was real, real life and what was happening in my football manager game and I'd be really annoyed at a certain player who had let me down and I'd be bringing that up like, he's in terrible form he hasn't scored in weeks Gonna have to sell him. 
I bought I football manager for the first time in about 10 years, a year and a half ago. It was the summer. My wife was watching Love Island. It turns out that's on all the time. It's on like every night for six and a half months mm. or something. So I sort of said, right, I don't want to be like the antisocial person go into the other room and like play the PlayStation. So I'll get football manager, play it there, like and sort of be in the same room. I honestly didn't find it as alluring as I really? did many years before. Okay, yeah. maybe. Yeah, I just, I just, I got sick of it. To be honest, it's too, it's too technical and boring. It's like you just want to. Well, they've overcomplicated the matches. It yeah, they absolutely have. Like you my know. concern because it's more like being a real manager now. But that's a job. There's a reason they get paid for that. Like, like you know? New Year, New Me, and all that. And New Me really wants to sit down and see if I have the self discipline to, you know, at ten o'clock at night when the kids are going to bed, just play an hour of football manager. Yeah, and just go to bed. And then get up the next day and forget about it for two or three days. And I might go back and play another yeah. hour in a few days. Whereas have to be honest, I just, all, I need is this, all I need is this kind of conversation. I'm very tempted to go and buy yeah. it tonight. I'm like tomorrow morning, you know, <laughs> and it, I'm, I'm half online, but I'm also playing football manager. I won't know the players. Like whatever happened to Erno Samba? Oh, the, the cheat codes almost. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know them. I'll go all the way I'm back so to tempted, but I'm resisting. Maybe February I'll, I'll start playing. Maybe. Um, the Manchester City team with this game coming up at 8 o'clock uh, Ederson in goal Kyle Walker and Joao Cancelo both back in the team uh, John Stones and Nathan Aki at centre back uh, then in midfield it's Rodri Gundogan and De Bruyne and Bernardo Silva and Phil Foden back in the side as well either side of Erling Haaland it's a pretty good team isn't it it makes a little bit more sense than Chelsea's team I would say as well Seven hiding tonight years. Like I know City aren't in good form. We were just talking about that, but say say City go and click tonight and beat Chelsea four 0 at Stamford Bridge. That's when they start having serious conversations about Potter. Ah, at home. Well, maybe the fact it's at home. Did you know no team has beaten Pep Guardiola more than Chelsea? There you go. Yeah, including in the Champions League final, of course. Yeah, so it's just a little stat. Many more of them to come over the course of the yeah, evening. Looking forward to them. What else you got for us, uh, Richie? Uh, 24 hours after his impending move to Edinburgh was confirmed, Ben Healy was named to start for Munster against the Emirates Lions tomorrow evening at Musgrave Park. He replaces Jack Crowley at out half in one of six changes from last week's narrow win over Ulster. Rory Scannell comes in for Antoine Frisch in the centre. Liam Coombs replaces Keith Earls on the wing. The other alterations are all in the pack with Josh Witcherly, Dermot Barron and John Hodnett in for Dave Kilcoyne, Niall Scannell and the injured Kieran McDonald. Gavin Coombs makes the switch from number eight to the second row. Speaking ahead of the game in Cork, Shane Daly says he's just one of the players revelling in a newfound freedom under Graham Rowntree. Yeah, I think that's a massive thing. I think it's something I've always wanted to do and I think it has been a frustration for me in the past where I felt I had to kind of hold the edge and wait for the ball to come out and I think this year we're a lot more proactive in what we're allowed to do as wingers and to be able to get involved and when you see space you can you can work to the other edge just kind of no number on your back at times in the back line for months of this year and I think something like that for me is massive because I suppose I grew up playing as a centre so I'd be quite comfortable in those type of positions in the field anyway so to be able to combine the two sides of the game like that I think is something that uh, I really enjoy and I think it's working well for us as well. Uh, reports today that Ben Healy could be in the Scotland squad as soon as the Six Nations. Adam Hastings isn't going to be a part of the Scotland squad. He suffered a shoulder injury and Ben Healy may go straight in. He needs a release. Munster needs to actually play ball on that front. Um, they could actually play hardball with Scotland and say we're not releasing this player because he's not under contract to uh, the Scottish Union yet. You don't have to look so, at yeah. the Six Nations? Outrageous. 
They don't. They don't. They, yeah, yeah. It's it's basically it's a case by case basis if they're playing outside of your jurisdiction. Like under, obviously, everyone from an Ireland perspective is going to be released by the provinces. But if you're playing abroad, that's when it becomes a bit tricky. Does it not? Do you not? Does it not take a little bit longer to transfer? Like I mean, I was he hasn't he hasn't, he hasn't under twenty Grand Slam uh, game he, where Ben Healy played for Ireland. I know he is Irish. Like I mean, I know yeah. he hasn't played a senior game, but surely there's a process in transferring your country. As a professional player, maybe not. Well, maybe he hasn't played at senior level. Sure, I know, but at the same time, say with in football, you don't have to have played with senior level to be registered to a country, and you have to go through a process to switch it. Mm-hmm. I know in rugby it's slightly different. And given his ma, he might already have a passport. We didn't know, like, yeah. so that would make him obviously qualified as well. So, the you mentioned Gavin Coombs there playing mm. in the second row number. I was just trying to think, is there any, like I, I know it happens with like six and the second row a lot, but switching from number eight to the second row is an interesting move that I don't. Paddy Johns doesn't happen all that often. Paddy Johns is the Johns, only player that wow. I can think of that would have done that. Played number eight earlier in his career for Ireland, then played played in the second row more. But um, it is—it's definitely a rarity that someone could be that uh, dynamic. Seven and a half year deal is due to lower amortization for FFP rules. That's according to a Jessica Fletcher fan account on Twitter. <laughs> Jessica Fletcher fan account. That's a real Jessica Fletcher fan account. Which does make sense because I was thinking this is a real word there that I didn't understand. Amortization. Okay. Correct. Yes. The romance of football. Surely the value declines. You know. Okay. But it did. It did initially definitely sound like a madcap Todd. That's what they do in NFL a lot. Like where you know you would have a kind of a a four-year contract or a five-year contract, but that the cap hit might come in early in the years or so whatever so that then they can just release the player later on for less of a hit uh, Sham is watching us on YouTube he got sacked from his old job because he got called playing football manager one too many times during working hours the addiction was real but it was worth it to see Luton Town win the Premier League <laughs> see I kind of feel that as well like <laughs> I, I, it, really it's cost me cost me in a lot of ways in my life but at the same time I also really enjoyed it yeah I don't like, know maybe I would have had a more successful time in college but I think I regret picking AFC Wimbledon as my team that I tried to rise through the ranks uh, the last time I got it. I just, uh, it was a bit boring. I was like, it was too low a level. Uh, the news round brought to you with Gillette Labs for an effortless finish to your day. Uh, Frank Lampard, a lot of speculation about his future. Any movement? Yeah, he says he's had private conversations with the club's owners after Everton slipped into the Premier League's relegation places this week. There has been speculation about Lampard's future following that 4-1 defeat at home to Brighton that saw them boot off at Goodison Park. But Lampard today insists maintaining their top flight status is a challenge that he remains up to. No, I've, I've never and would never seek reassurances. There's a, there's a part of my job is absolutely to focus on the job in hand, day to day, game to game. Um, and that's an absolute reality of it. I, I actually I don't need reassurances. Come to work to try and um, improve a little bit every day. You know, myself, the team, the squad, and everything. So I'm not, I'm not hunting around for any reassurances. No, I'm not um, silly. We need to get results. We want to stay in this league. That's the first thing this year. We've just slipped into the bottom three. That's not my major concern, and I'm not talking up away from that. I'm just saying when we win and around this area, it's a reality. If we win our next league game, we'll be out of the bottom three probably. So those are just part of the process for me. And I can't affect anything other than that. My point being that I think I was very aware of what I came to in this job. I want to be a success at this club. And whatever challenges that come, I'll take them head on and actually enjoy them. I enjoy, I enjoy working for this club. It's a real honour for me. So I've got no... That's why my previous answer was I don't need reassurances. I don't need these things. I'm a big man who's working for a great club. I'll keep doing it. Oh, there's a lot in that, isn't there? I'm a big man. He definitely needs reassurances. 
It sounds to me like he needs reassurance. I like that. <laughs> Win the next game right at the bottom three. I think. Probably. <laughs> Probably. Maybe. Doing uh, a lot of heavy lifting there, yeah. It's a poor team. It's really brutal. Bang it? Like, you know, side. like, I mean, for all, like, I mean, Lampard is responsible for that as anybody else, but just looking at, like, you know, relying on players like Damari Gray and you're thinking, like, that's not a high enough level for where they want to be, you know? Um, not for him to be a, a, as big a player for them as he is. It won't be playing in midfield, you know? I, uh, like, but how many good signings have they made over the past five or six years from the first three years of those where they spent bucket loads of money? Yeah. Richarlison is the one signing and they saw Dominic Calvert-Lewin really emerge as a top striker but then picked up an injury but aside from them it's yeah. hard to pick a single Everton player who's no. really Patterson looks sort good of a but level. like I mean he's not like a game changer or mm. anything like Luka that Dean. you know yeah Luca Dean well I'll take a step down then Villa don't even <laughs> want him now <laughs> anyway are we moving Villa on? bigger club than Everton you were upset earlier we were talking about the top six and you feel I'm that upset. you feel that um, you feel that Villa you get, get upset by Tottenham because I don't get upset by them we were, saying who were, on that we, level. we were saying who were the most inoffensive of the top six teams to those who don't support them and you said surely it's Spurs and I was it's not Spurs because they have that like delusions of grandeur attitude about them that they think they're bigger than they are and then you translated that into somehow me being jealous of them as streaking ahead of Villa so they have struggled they, they, they are a bigger club than Villa by virtue of what they've done in the last 15-20 years I think that's fair Show me your European Cups. Well, no, they don't have one of them. Sebastian Chabal also played in the second row as well as number eight. Well, that's true. Yeah, it's a good shout. Come on, lads. See so many clubs and fans in England to benefit from the FA Cup it needs to be respected for what it is outside of bombastic Premier League. Put some respect on the name of the FA Cup. The Emirates I, FA Cup. I, I, I get all that. And obviously, there's a huge benefit for those smaller clubs who get their big day out. But it's still like not Stevenage what it was. Stevenage mighty Villa Park this weekend. Yeah, but that's not... like The buzz of that weekend when Stevenage played Newcastle in... Oh, like, I remember that, yeah. Yeah. Like it was all over every news bullet. This is like... Alan Shearer. Oh. And Ian Rush, I think, in front for Newcastle that day. Bloody hell. Nil all draw. Newcastle time was a strange, strange, strange period. Uh, we got time for a couple more stories, Richie. What you got for us? Yeah. Sligo Rovers have signed Estonian international Bogdan Vastjuk. The attacking midfielder signed a two-year deal with the option of a third. Vastjuk leaves Polish top-flight side Stal Mielec. While Aaron Connolly has been pictured training with his prospective new Hull City teammates, the Republic of Ireland striker is expected to join the English Championship club ahead of this weekend's FA Cup third-round tie with Fulham. Connolly joined Venezia on loan from Brighton in the summer, but managed just two starts and hasn't played since September 11th. Uh, Dave Harrington has joined the ex-League of Ireland contingent at League One side Fleetwood. The goalkeeper kept 17 clean sheets and 33 appearances for Cork City last season. Fleetwood is already home to former Bohemian striker Promise Amasher and ex-Waterford man Phoenix Patterson. Rory Feely, meanwhile, has left Bohemians for English League Two side Barrow. The defender signed an 18-month contract there, having spent the last two seasons with Bowes. And Daryl Horgan, as you mentioned, has joined Stevenage on loan from Wickham until the end of the season the Republic of Ireland winger had been linked with a return to Dundalk and his Wickham contract expires this summer can't believe you didn't mention that the golf is back tournament champions yeah, Hawaii yeah, it's the beautiful yeah. time of the year one finish till four o'clock in the power. morning you could combine I, 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 he's playing yeah, yeah. Rory's skipping yeah. it Shane Lowry's skipping it but Seamus Power's playing I couldn't Sunday night combine a couple of hours with football manager to bring me through to the end of the golf at about 4am maybe sounds like a good weekend yeah, not too bad. You enjoy your weekend, Mick. Get that That's Christmas it. tree down. Get I'll it be back here tomorrow, tomorrow, like you know. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it's really annoying when people do that. Richie, you'll also be here tomorrow, but enjoy your weekend nonetheless. Yeah, I'll be plugging away in the background. Cheers to that, Nathan. 